Joining us right now via the telephone, you might remember him as a former WCW World Heavyweight Champion. He's also a former WWE Superstar. But what some of you probably don't know is that he's the founder of Yoga for Real Guys. Joining us right now live on the phone, Mr. Diamond Dallas Page. What's up, Gary? What's up, Al? What's up, man? I am uh, just getting back from doing a bunch of running around, man, so just settling in, man. I almost got it down to the minute of getting back here on time. Oh, uh, no worries. Guys. I think you it, actually... Wait, let, 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 me just, let me just correct you. Yeah. It's not yoga for regu- real guys. The original was yoga for regular guys, but I figured the quickest way to get regular guys into doing any kind of yoga, change the name. So right. I got the YRG workout. That's what I call it. It's not just yoga. You know, it's a, it's a little piece of yoga, but it's more old-school calisthenics, isometrics, isokinetics, which gets you in the fat-burning zone standing still. Well, I want to thank you for that correction. <laughs> I was actually going to say uh, it's actually a good thing you waited a few minutes because we got this really loud, crazy intro that will probably blow anybody's eardrums up when they're calling in. Uh, but uh, <laughs> let's talk about this YRG thing. How, how did you get this thing started? Well, for starters, uh, you know, I was the first 42 and a half years of my life, I was a guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga. Okay, I mean, that's just who I was. I just, I did, my mind was, you know, it, it wasn't flexible enough to, to understand, you know, what it could do for me. And then in 1998, going into 99, you know, you guys always heard about my ribs and my back, and then all of a sudden I went out on a back injury. Right. And everybody thought it was, you know, work but it wasn't it was for real I ruptured my L4 and L5 so badly that um, I had three different doctors tell me my wrestling career was over right. now again I was a guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga <laughs> and uh, at the time uh, you know when I was, I was really I was really bummed out I was I, I was I went into a little bit of a depression and I'm positively page but I live life at 90 percent you know the concept being life's 10 percent what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. But I, I couldn't live life at 90%. I was in the 10%. I'm like, my God, I just signed a three-year, $4.7 million low-end deal. And it was all you know, pretty much going to go away. You know, you know, I think I could have collected uh, 50 cents on a dollar if I was out. And I just, it wasn't so much about the money. Right. It was that I didn't start wrestling until I was 35. I tore my rotator cuff at 36. They fired me. I came back at 37. Nobody believed in the this, this semi-pseudo, uh, semi-rookie yeah, coming in at 37 years old. So I had to work like five times harder just to get noticed. And my career started to take off at 39 when I was awarded uh, by Pro Wrestling Illustrated Most Improved Wrestler of the Year. But in 1996, when... Um, Wrestling was about to go through its boom period again, even bigger than it was in the 80s. Right. You know, I was 40 years old, and Diamond Dallas Page in 1996 was about to blow up with wrestling. And you know, I was I was really lucky to be there at that time. But you know, luck is all about preparation, meeting. You know, at the same time, get, being being prepared to answer the call, and I was because all the hard work that I put into it up to that time. It's like when luck meets opportunity, or preparation meets opportunity. That's luck, and uh, I was prepared at the time. I blew up huge, and for two and a half years, I was riding a rocket, and then bang, I ruptured my L4 and L5. Three doctors tell me my wrestling career is over. Kim, at the time, who I was married to, was like. Buddy, why don't you try yoga to heal your body? <laughs> right. Or yoga? I'm not doing that crap. It's for sissies. It's for chicks. Not for me. You know, my mind was inflexible to the idea. And I was about to learn my most valuable lesson when it came to being adaptable. You see, living life at 90% is we only control so many things. Most things, you know, adversities we get hit with, we have no control over them. But the three things that we have total control over, are the way we react, how we adapt, and how we breathe. And when it came to my reaction to yoga, it was like, I'm not doing that crap. I mean, what an ignorant statement. You know, I had never tried it before, and I just knew my guy, my testosterone said. But now I had no other choice. So I went down and I started working out with this power yoga tape, 
and I was blown away by how much I swept my ass off. And then I was even more blown away by within a couple of weeks, I started feeling flexibility and strength coming back into my body. Right. And so that, that made me go, ooh, wait a minute. <laughs> Shit's turning on here that wasn't doing that before. And I kept doing it. And I didn't just do it every day. I did it two, three, four times a day. Because I wouldn't go into like full blown out workouts. I was doing more strength oriented stuff, and I automatically started changing it up. Because yoga is very peaceful, you know, it's very soothing. Why are G's aggressive? I started immediately started figuring out how to engage my muscles and move from one position to another, which jacked my heart rate up. And I was like, whoa, I'm getting like a cardio workout here. How cool is this? And I hated to do cardio. So that was the beginning of what would be YRG, and actually three months into it, in in less than three months, I was back in the ring. So you figure it out. At 42 years old, they say my wrestling career is over. At 43, I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. Now, at that that time, was yoga widely used with wrestlers at all? (laughs) I know that's a funny question, but I've got to (laughs) ask. Let's let's take a different – you guys – what are you guys, about 20, 25, somewhere around there? Yeah. Uh, I actually just celebrated my 24th birthday yesterday. Well, happy birthday, buddy. Well, Appreciate 20, that. 20 years ago, when you were four years old, regular guys didn't eat sushi. Okay, because sushi was like, sushi, I'm not eating raw fish. Right. Today, you can find it at your, at your, at your regular uh, grocery store in, 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 a, in a cooler somewhere. Right. You know, sushi's like a part of Americana. What I believe, and there, there was no one who did yoga, and there sure as hell wasn't anybody doing YRG at the time because I was just developing it at that time back in 99, 2000, 2001. And like a lot of the things, the guys laughed at me, you know, because, the, you know, they, do you think anybody thought that the 37-year-old pseudo-rookie was ever going to make it? I mean, nobody did. They laughed at me. I filmed my matches. They laughed at me. They laughed at me when I iced my body. Do you know I was the only guy to ever ice his body in professional wrestling? I was the first. Really? Now, the smart ones, they all do it. Right. Because you've got to take down the inflammation. I did chiropractic, deep muscle massage therapy. I got into organic juicing. I considered myself back then the Jack LaLanne of wrestling. Jack LaLanne's 93 years old, and he can still do unbelievable shit. Right. You know, so... The bottom line is I was trying to hold back the hands of time because I just wanted to be able to wrestle until I got to 40. Never thought I would have wrestled two months, I guess it was three months ago, and be 51 years old and still go work on it on a weekend. I just wanted to see if I could still do it, and I could. And now that I'm getting ready to blow up my infomercial with this whole YRG thing, I can't even take the chance of going in the ring. I'll go in and hit somebody with a diamond cutter, you know, but I'm not going to go in there and take the chance of tearing anything, you know. Right. Now, now, prior now prior to taking on yoga, I mean, let's just get this out of the way. Did you ever experiment with any performance enhancing drugs? That's a stupid question. Of course, I'm just you know, and just want to get you on the record there. That's all. Yeah, but I've but I've been I've been on the record with who, who's the guy from ESPN, the uh, the top guy there. Uh, God, what's his name? He used to be on with Dibble. He's a he's a top guy on ESPN Radio. Right. Um, what's his name? Do you know? No. Escapes me at the moment, but when they when they went on and busted all the boys' chops right. for eleven guys getting you know getting prescription drugs going through whatever it was called, I guess it was. Uh, was you can get anything on you can get anything on the internet today. Right. Um, but I you know I went on this air and uh, and and I talked about because of course they tried they called me up. I want to say I thought Dan I can't remember his name right now. Either way he you know I brought it right up. I said yeah of course I did steroids. I did them responsibly though. First of all I I only put things in my body and I'm not you know, candy coat, nothing, right. but that it's in my body, like testosterone. Sure. You know, I mean, we have testosterone. Guess what? As you go older, get older, it goes down. Right. We have growth hormone. I did that for a little bit. I didn't really like that only because I didn't really know where that would go, and I didn't like maybe growing my organs, so I got out of that. But growth hormone, anybody who's over 40 years old, if they're not a wrestler or probably a baseball player now, um, <laughs> can get – Growth hormone prescribed to them. It's a fountain of youth drug. Right. Testosterone. They will give you shots of testosterone. They will give you a rub-on cream. Now, I also did, uh, um, probably on cycles on and off, uh, DECA, which, just so you know, DECA Durable, they give to burn victims Uh so that their skin 
will heal faster. So let me get this right. Testosterone, which I was losing, and that DECA, which will help my skin and muscles heal faster, I wrestled friggin' every night of the week almost. Right. Football players play one game. They play 16 games a year. Now, think about that. But as far so, as yeah. as far as in the business today, I mean, are you for it or against it? I mean, you think guys should be able to use it? I think they should be able to under supervision of a doctor. Okay. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what I had. I was under supervision the whole time. I had my blood work done. I've got the cleanest blood of anybody. <laughs> Over tw- the doctor said to me, the last doctor I went to, and I had him doing my blood work because he's a top nutritionist, and he said, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I haven't seen blood this clean." of anybody over the age of 25 in the last 10 years. And it's mainly because of the way I eat and organic. I don't do anything anymore. I, my, I'm, more, I'm more holistic right now. Right. Now, I don't need that, you know. But occasionally, you know, I, I, I would do whatever I had to do in that scenario to be able to get to the next show. Because you know what? When, when I was on that radio show, they said to me, you know, well, who do you blame for this? You blame Vince McMahon? And I'm like, forget it. There's no backup on that. Vince McMahon don't make anybody do anything. Okay, you do what you choose to do. You make your own choices. He may make you lose or win. He don't care about winning, but he may make you lose. Right. But that's about it. After that, everybody makes their own choices. And who I blame it on is the fans. Okay? And I'm not talking about the wrestling fans. I'm talking about the football fans. They want to see guys get hit so hard that their helmet pops off. They want to see guys knock it out of the park. Tell me when baseball was more popular than when Sosa and um, – and well, what the hell is his name? Mark McGuire. McGuire. We're knocking him out of the park. Tell me when baseball was hotter than that. I couldn't remember any time in recent time other than that time. Never. 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 Except you go back to when, uh, when Maris was going for it, back in the 60s. You know, the bottom line is, is that people want to see their heroes out there. They don't want to hear their heart. Okay? You're, if you're an L.A. Lakers fan and you live in Atlanta, and the Lakers come to Atlanta. If Kobe Bryant ain't playing that night, how hot are you? Pretty hot. <laughs> oh! You don't want to be there at that point. <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm trying to say to you, and it's funny because they were busting Clemens' chops, which I laughed about that. I mean, because when everybody was busting Barry's balls big time and Sosa and McGuire and all those guys, I said, so what, you don't think Roger Clemens is on the gas? I mean, the guy's throwing a faster basketball in his 40s and he did in his 30s? You're kidding, right? And no, 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 not Roger. Now Roger's under so much scrutiny. He may, if he ends up being purging himself, he may go to jail like, 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 the, like the, uh, the track runner. You know, the female track runner who just went to jail for purging Yeah, I heard about that. You know, you know, it is what it is. And people, I think people should be able to make their own decisions. Where I don't think it should be, and if you want to test it, it should be tested absolutely in high schools and in colleges. Sure. Because after that point, you are where you are. Then you're, then you're paying your own bills, you're paying your own taxes. And, you know, I think it should be levels. You know, like if your level's a 72 <laughs> instead of a 10, you know, well, that, that's not fair. Right. You know, yeah. but I'll, I'll guarantee you Barry's level's not that high. Barry's just an asshole and everybody hates him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's killing the media to go after Roger like this. You know, now he's, <laughs> because he's lied, he's lied. What Roger should have said was, listen, I was 40 years old. I was trying. Do you think that makes me any less talented? You think that guy worked? You think any, many people work harder than Roger Clemens did? I don't know. I mean, in baseball, that guy was a workaholic, man. I mean, he's, oh, yeah. He's a legend. That, that, but that's what I'm saying. You know, and the, the bottom line is, you know, let's go to the Benoit thing. Let's talk about that. Sure. Oh, yeah, I was, I was actually just going to ask you about that. I'm glad you brought yeah, it up. Steroids, steroids. I mean, that's all we heard about. Then when they found out, because the, uh, the that, that, uh, that um, what is it, the, uh, the college, uh, whatever it was that, that, that medical institute that did the study on Chris's body, they yeah. found out that Chris's brain was the brain of an 85-year-old Alzheimer patient. Yeah, that was Chris mm. Lewinsky's group. He, uh, yes, former right, Chris's. 
the bottom because Chris has had a ton of uh, concussions. That's one of the reasons why he he quit because he could have been he could have been a pretty good name in wrestling because he had natural heat, you know, uh, from tough enough on out. But the bottom line is is that we never heard about it. We heard it one time and it was dead. Right. So steroids is a witch hunt. Should it be witch hunted in high schools and college? Absolutely. But if you're going to witch hunt baseball. Please, witch hunt friggin' football. I mean, you're kidding me. All those guys are jacked. They know when to get off. But one of the things that they were talking about on, the, uh, on, on one of the games, and they were had, uh, I can't remember, I was watching ESPN, and they had, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was going, because he's an ex-football player, you know, all pro football player, announcer, and he said, you want to know something? Baseball's going through what they got to go through. Our people don't care. Ours is a blood sport. They don't care. They don't want to hear the guys hurt. Jack that son of a bitch up and get him in the game. Absolutely. Can't let the fans down. Well, there you go. So the fans, (laughs) that's who you blame. Don't blame the players. (laughs) Don't blame the players for trying to seduce the fans. You know, when, when, and and I I, I give it to a guy like Shawn Michaels big time because I know he ain't been on the gas in years. And he keeps going. I mean, He's, 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 I'll tell you one thing, and I'm going to put the plug in. He does YRG, uh, by the way. Um, and he actually sent me on his book, which is, I've got to plug his book, too, because it's phenomenal. Go for it. I don't know if you read it, but I, I took it to me when I was in Afghanistan a couple of weeks ago, and I read the whole thing. Was just, I really enjoyed the hell out of it. But he, he sent me uh, the DDP, uh, you know, um, God bless you, man. YRG, it works. So does Jesus. <laughs> Is he so, the only one in WWE that's using it, or you got? No, no. There's there's, there's a few guys. Uh, Hurricane's got it now, and uh, Kimmy Yang's got it. Uh, I don't know if um, if uh, Ken Kennedy's got it, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Kennedy. Right. Um, I, um, Ken Kennedy, uh, Kenny Anderson. Um, I sent it to him. Cody's his damn book. I mean, look at Yoga for Regular Guys. You'll find Cody Runnels. He is in the book. So, uh, not Cody Rhodes, is Cody Runnels, though. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Cody, Cody, Cody gets it. And uh, I also sent it to Randy, Randy Orton, and The Undertaker. Like I said, I don't know if they're actually doing it. Uh, well, I heard Undertaker time. was taking up some yoga. So uh, I don't, I don't know what? if that was your program or what, but uh, I did hear about that quite a while ago. Um, I don't think so, because I talked to him when I was there here in uh, Staples Center, and we talked for a little bit about it, and his body just, you know, I mean, you can't run like the taker does. Right. You know, for, God, how long has it been, 20 years? You know, it's getting damn close to 20 years, you know, that, and this is a guy who's not 5'9". I mean, he's 6'9". He's no damn close to, you know, 300 pounds, and that is so hard on your body. And he don't, you know, when he goes out there, he, he, he bumps, he bangs. You know, so his body is sore. Yeah. And that's another thing is just keep going. And, and, you know, like I say, I never, you could tell by looking at me. You know, I was up, never all yoked up. That was never my gimmick to be a bodybuilder. I was in it to, 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 for the rehabilitation of my body. You know, and, that, and, that, and that's, that's a part of it. No one, no one talks about it in the media because that's not colorful. That, no, wait a minute, that would be a reason to take it. <laughs> yeah. You know. They they pick and choose what they want to talk about. That's that's pretty obvious. You know, you know, and it comes down to I think anyone over the age of twenty one should have a choice to do what they want to do within certain levels. Like there's some people that have a ridiculous high testosterone level. They're just born with it. Right. You know, so that's that's my whole issue on that and I think it should be controlled. And one of the things that a lot of people are mad at Mark Marrow for sounding off and saying his thing, but say what they want about, you know, what Mark said or did but he got it regulated in Florida in high schools. Really? There is testing in high schools in the state of Florida now. Yeah. Wow. And that, that, that happened more than one guy opening his mouth over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, he was he was out there on pretty much uh, every TV outlet there was, definitely telling. Well, they hit him because he would talk. I mean, they all called me. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about that. I'm not gonna make when I've got the healthiest thing on the planet. And I'm pushing. Yeah. I'm not going to, first of all, I'm not going to use Chris, who, you know, people say what they want about Chris and how it went down. I didn't know that guy. You know, I knew one of the kindest, you know, uh, 
sweetest guys that you know in the business to me would stand up and walk over and shake your hand and you know was was a really good guy. That's the Chris I know. Right. And I, I didn't know when the, you know when this when this you know shit started to go and you, you this is again you, you got you running really hard and people don't understand how hard we really work to to entertain the people. Right. Definitely got to be a hard work with the scheduling and, and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I can only imagine. Well, that's 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 another reason why I ice. I mean, there's times where there was a guy who I just saw who, who came to one of my workouts because if you come, if you're in L.A., you know, and if you go to YRGWorkout.com, if you go to YRGWorkout.com, and it, on the tabs, I've got a bunch of tabs on the side, one says do YRG live. You click that, you'll be able to see where you could actually do it with me live. And I do it in a park outside here in uh, Playa Vista, which is right next to the LAX airport, right next to Marina Del Rey. I also do it at a place called Equinox. My partner, Yoga Doc, uh, he does it in Atlanta. The guy, um, which we were talking about earlier, Gary, before we got on the show, this guy, Arthur. Oh, yeah, uh, great story there. Tell us yeah. about him. If, you, if, if you're listening right now and you can pull up YRGWorkout.com, I talked for about a minute and a half. Just hit me on mute. You can look and listen to it later. But just watch the video while we're talking right now. That's the first video. Because I say, don't take my word for it. Hit play. I kept going, hit play below me. <laughs> and I kept going, beneath me. You know, I was doing the, the one, uh, the promo when I come up. I go, yeah, hit play, hit play below me. My buddy goes, you can't say below me. I go, fuck. <laughs> so I said, Bobby, hit play beneath me. And, uh, and you'll see one of the most inspirational stories you've ever seen. What do you think about that, Gary? I, I, I want to say I think it's one of the most phenomenal videos I've ever seen. I mean, you know, like you said, you and I talked off air. You got me sold. I'm ready, I'm ready to, to sign up and do this thing uh, immediately. Uh, after I saw this uh, video of Arthur Borman, I mean, this guy lost over 150 pounds. And it was 130, 100, 130. Actually, okay. 130 pounds. So let me just give him the, 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 the details with this. Break it down for hey. us. Anybody who buys the YRG workout, first of all, I'm not selling anything. I'm passionate about what I'm doing. If someone wants to jump on, cool. If they don't, I don't give a damn. You know, I only, I only want to deal with people who want to be moved to action, and that's where you are right now because of this. And like I was saying, anybody who buys the YRG workout DVDs, they get an Own Your Life audiobook, which is one of my inspirational CDs that I put together. And it really, it deals with uh, SmackDown, which is my goal-setting acronym. You know, SmackDown. <laughs> Go figure, right? Right. Yes. Watch yes. <laughs> out for WWE's lawyers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why are you going to get a lawsuit in the mail after this? Well, you know what? It would be great. I, I actually would love it because it would be great promo. And it would have, they would have a really tough time putting SmackDown, the wrestling show, with SmackDown, the goal-setting system, you know, which... The yes meet being specific. You've got to have a specific goal. It needs to be measurable over a period of time. The A stands for achievable. You don't want to set yourself up to fail. The C stands for compatible. You've got to, it's got to be compatible to your lifestyle. And if, if your goal is to lose 50 pounds in six months or whatever, and you're still eating ho-hos and donuts, <laughs> guess what? It's not compatible, you know? So you've got to make it compatible, and then when you get it compatible, you've got to keep it going. So that's S-M-A-C-K, specific, measurable, achievable, compatible, keep it going. Then you've got to do it. You've got to own it. You've got to write it down now. That's the down. So anybody who buys the YRG workout DVDs, they get this audio book. And I, tell story, I actually tell a story about Cody Rhodes. You know, back when he was 18 years old, going for the state championship in a, in a section I call Failure is Not an Option. And uh, a very, uh, Cody and I go back to when he was a kid, and I talk about that. And uh, his dad is my mentor and one of my closest friends. So, you know, I get into different things that adversities that Diamond Dallas Page got through, but I use other people's, you know, uh, anecdotes too. And uh, I work it into this inspirational audio book. So now you've got the workout and you've got the inspiration. So I sent this, um, this guy, Arthur, an email. Everybody who buys, the, buys this DVD, 
for now. I'm not saying when I blow up my infomercial and it blows up huge, I'll have the time to do this. And it's almost getting too much for me now because I'm selling quite a few of these things. But every, every one of them still, I send them an, uh, an email. It comes directly from me. And if they answer me back and they have intelligence response, which everyone pretty much does, right. I answer them back. Arthur's was so heartfelt that I wanted to know more about his condition. He sent me back the next email that said he was married, three kids, five cats. <laughs> he, got, uh, he worked 70 hours a week as a vice principal for a high school that he teaches the kids during the day who have learning disabilities and adults at night. That's how he gets to 70 hours a week. Now, you have to understand, I grew up with ADD and dyslexia. I was reading at a third grade level at the age of 30. So that immediately hit me. Then I found out that he was also a disabled veteran. And I just got back from Afghanistan. I was there for two weeks or 10 days. I'm going to Iraq for 12 days, March 9th. You know, I'm a big supporter of our military, and I, I, I hate the war. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. But you know what? Those guys got to be there. They have no control over being there. So I'm going to go there and entertain them. I'm going to speak to them about living life at 90%. I take them through the YRG workout. They love it. And I sign autographs and do, you know, the Mickey Mouse and tattoo stuff. So the bottom line is Arthur tells me he's a disabled veteran and that he was a paratrooper for 14 years and that he was all that weird. And those guys aren't gliding down. They're coming down like boom. <laughs> and like wrestling, you can't fake gravity. When those guys hit the ground, they're hitting with an extra 50 pounds to 100 pounds of, 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 of you know, gear on their back when they hit. So his knees, back, ankles, over a period of time, it's like wrestling. Go wear you down. So he was going to retire, and as it turned out, he got that first call for that first Gulf War back in 90, 89 or 90, one of the two. I can't remember the exact date. So he's off to, you know, to the Persian Gulf. A couple incidents over there, as beat up as his body was, one happened when his helicopter was coming in and crash-landed. And before you know it, he sent home a disabled veteran. Now, what he told me at the time, he was morbidly obese, and he considered himself a piece of furniture. I was like, wow. I'm like, Arthur, send me a picture of you. And he sends me this picture of himself wearing my diamond-cutter T-shirt. And... He's got knee braces on, a back brace on, and he's got those canes that wrap around your wrist, and he's leaning on them. He's five foot, his son put five foot eight on the video, but he's actually like five six and 297 pounds. He had a belly that came out like a balloon. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to help this guy? I mean, the workout's great, and anybody can do it. I made this workout so that if you can bend over and pick up your keys or reach up and change the light bulb, you can do the workout. But I also made it for the total warrior. So you just got to modify it to your own degree. So I knew I had the workout for him because you know, he could use a chair to bend over. And I mean, there's, there's so many ways to modify things. It's unbelievable. And uh, I thought, but it's eating. Eating is such a huge part of this, what you put in your mouth. Remember I told you that the three things we control is how we react, how we adapt, and how we breathe. The other thing we control is what we put in our mouths. Right. Nobody makes you eat the ho-hos. Nobody makes you eat that seventh piece of pizza. You know? Yeah. You know, the bottom line is you do. No one makes you drink that stupid soda. And diet is as bad, almost that's just as bad as the other shit. I mean, soda is friggin' poison. And you're, you're talking to a guy who still likes to have a beer, will drink a bottle or two wine, and still likes to have a little jack once in a while. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, the bottom line, I still got to have a beer. You know, I still got to enjoy myself, but I know how to play my, it smart with my body, too. And the bottom line is, is that I just come across an incredible eating plan. And notice I don't use the word diet because diets don't work. This guy is 78 years old who gave this to me. He's a nutritionist, Dr. Fred Bishy, and uh, he can still run 10 miles on the beach. So I'm going to listen to that guy. So he put me on this eating program, and I did it myself, and I wasn't trying to lose any weight. I was just trying to get lean. So I think I want to lose about six pounds and just get really, really, really lean. 
Well, I weighed myself. I didn't weigh too skinny. Six weeks later, I'm 22 pounds down. I called the doc up. I'm like, Doc, I'm getting too skinny. It's going to kill my gimmick, man. I can't look like a yogi, dude. I don't even do yoga. I do YRG. He's going, I get it, I get it. He goes, how many carbs are you eating? I go, well, I took them out of my diet. He goes, put them back in. Come on, are you stupid? <laughs> I went, I, that's, I guess that is sort of stupid. All right. So I, I started rearranging. I put back 15 pounds, like bang, like right away. And I stay right around 230, sometimes I mean 235. And uh, I'll even go down as low as 230, you know, and still feel really good. Sure. But um, I knew if, if, if he really stuck to the eating plan that he could lose weight. How much, I did not know. I sent him the eating plan. He didn't, I said, hey, Arthur, do you think he can try this? He, he sent me back four powerful words, and that's all he sent back. He didn't say, I'll give it a try. He didn't say, I think I can do it. He said, I can do this. I said, send me your phone number. Now, Arthur is one of many people that I've just picked up the phone because of they were moved to action right. and called them up, and we talked for over an hour. Arthur got it. But I explained to him that as good as the YRG workout is, it's 5% of the equation. As good as his eating plan is, it's 5% of the equation. That's 10%. The 90% is right in your head. I'm writing a book right now called Live Life at 90%. Nobody can live life at 100. You know, life's 10% of what happens to you, 90% how you react to it. You control how you react, adapt, breathe, and what you put in your mouth. He got it. The first month, and that video that you'll see if you are at YRGWorkout.com, that video, they caught him. His son was taking a picture of his other son, and the, you know, so the camera's where the movie is. That was January 17th of last year. Right. And he calls that the Sasquatch video, you know, where the reporter will be talking, and all of a sudden Sasquatch runs behind in the distance. That's what he felt like, Sasquatch, the way he would move. And we only have that video because his son was playing with the camera and happened to get him. So that's that opening shot. And the next shot is one month later when he decided to start filming his progression because he saw that guy, uh, story about that guy, Fat Man Walking. Right. And that fat guy walked across the he never lost a pound. I mean, how? Wow. I mean, I can't really seem to lose it. Well, stop beating the donuts, stupid. Put them down. <laughs> I mean, well, well, I always say when I talk to people, what do you want? What is your, now forget your goal, forget your dream, you want. And when you find what that person wants, then you use it to help them. Right. That's what I did with Arthur. You know what he wanted? He wanted to see his kids grow That's not a you know, pretty big deal. I want to see my kids grow up. I was with a mom Saturday. And her, she's 287 pounds. She'll be a woman on my site. Will she, will she respond the way Arthur did or the way Dylan, who was a 16-year-old kid who was 292 pounds, who lost 92 pounds in six months? Will he respond like that? Yeah, will she respond? I don't know. But I sat there with her and her 13-year-old son, who's 5'2 and 195 pounds. So... They're both heavy. She's really heavy. And I talked, and I took them through the workout. We filmed the whole thing. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with her. I'm always interested to see with you, Gary. Yeah. You want to step up. You want to, just to get to these people, you watch that video, you already know. By the end of that video, Arthur is running. Down the street. No canes. And on that, on that video, he's only down 130 pounds. He actually ended up losing a total of 144 and now he's trying. He wants. He wants to get around one, one, stick around one sixty. So he wants to stick around. You know, the, the weight is not important. Once you've lost the major part of weight, now where do you feel comfortable? But strong. I mean, whoo, man! It's, Arthur can do things that I can't do. Just to let you guys know, he taught his first not yoga because we don't do yoga. We do YRG. He taught his first YRG class in Baltimore, Maryland, last Thursday, almost a year to the day. You know, within two weeks of a year of the first day he did it with, you know, when he started documenting this. Right. Pretty crazy, man. That is, that's, that's insane. And then, like, you were talking about uh, Dylan, who lost, 
92 pounds in six months. I mean, these these pictures you have up here are, are absolutely incredible, and the stories that go with them. And if you, and if you and if you recall, whole beginning of this thing, how did I get into it? Was it to lose weight? <laughs> no, it was never to lose weight. It was to hold back the hands of time. It was to grab onto my dream because I hadn't fulfilled my dream of being a world champion yet. I'd been a top guy. I'd been on top of the mountain. I'd wrestled Hulk. I'd wrestled them all. And was got, and got put over by Savage on out since 97. You know, the bottom line is you earn getting put over. Either you're either pushed into that spot because you're young, you got a great body, or if you're 43, they don't give you shit. Right. You earned it. And it was never Eric Bischoff who made that call. It was Kevin Nash. He was booking at the time. And I was more of a transition champion because, I mean, it wasn't like I was going to hold the strap like Orton can, right. <laughs> you know. Guy. Yeah. And, and just, to, just to mention Randy Orton, who I think is the best worker in the business today, A to Z. And, but I thought it the, fir- the first time I saw him when he was a kid and, you know, Cowboy, I learned so much from Cowboy, you know, I mean, as a person and uh, as a worker. Really loved his dad. And I was down there in OBW. And I just saw Randy work, and I was like, that kid can go. And I walked up behind him, and he was talking to his dad. And uh, I was like, cowboy, and give him a big hug. I didn't even know that he was there. He lost so much weight, and he's, you know, he doesn't want to carry all that weight, you know. Right. And he goes, you take care of my boy up there, DDP. I said, the same way you took care of me, brother. Randy was doing, doing um, different YRG moves with me back when I was doing it uh, around the ring. He goes, Diamond, he goes, you know, show me what you're doing, man. My hip's killing me. I was like, Randy, they're going to laugh at you. He goes, I don't care. He goes, as long as it works. Right. I said, well, it works. Because I'm 46 years old out here, dude. <laughs> you're 22. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you, know, um, you know, the bottom line is I never did it for weight loss. It's sort of like, you know, Viagra, it was never developed to get <laughs> for erections. It was developed... <laughs> It was developed for people's hearts to get more blood to their heart. They didn't realize it would get more blood everywhere. <laughs> Just one of those extra added bonuses. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, speaking of uh, WCW, uh, what do you think was uh, the, the downfall of uh, WCW closing up back in uh, 2001? Well, first of all, it never would have closed up if, uh, if it would have had someone if Ted was still involved, or if anybody that was, you know, half-assed intelligent was involved in the whole thing. There was a guy named Jamie Kilner who came in there, uh, and he was from Warner Brothers, and he did not want, he hated wrestling. You know, did not want TBS to be known as the wrestling channel and uh, MTNT. And bottom line is, Eric Bischoff was coming in to buy it. He had $50 million. They had agreed on a price, and when Bischoff was buying the company, with his, with his group, he wanted to take it off TBS and TNT and take it someplace cool like Fox. Right. But they wouldn't let him. Brad Siegel would not let him. I know the inside shit because I was there. Yeah. And I mean, I was there like right in the room That's where I heard the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the bottom line is, Bish, um, yeah, at that time, you know, he had it all together. He was ready to go. He was going to take our contracts, everything. So he's going to pay $50 million, and Brad Siegel said, you've got to stay on TBS for 10 years. We need a 10-year deal from you. Because it was the highest-rated show on their television. Right. So they wanted to keep it. So they, they agreed 10 or 12 days before the contracts were all supposed to be signed. Jamie Kilner came into control, pulled Brad Siegel in the office and said, what are, you, what are we doing you know, with WCW? He goes, we're selling it for $50 million. You know, we're in the red on this right now for this year. I think they're in the red like 70 or 60, whatever the hell it was. You have to remember, the overhead got so big when we were making hundreds of millions, right. <laughs> you know, it didn't matter. But right. when the ratings go from a 7 to a 4, by the way, the ratings were a 4. Average of 3.8 to a 4.2. That's like a good week for Vince. Right. He ain't pulling that on SmackDown. He sure as shit ain't pulling that on, on ECW. Oh, no way. We were pulling <laughs> that going against Vince, and he was hot as shit at the time. You tell me, and you just go back and look at it. I mean, it's not like I can you know, make this shit up. It's there. It's fact. Right. 
So you don't kill a show on cable doing a 3.8 to a 4, especially when you're not going to have to pay for the show anymore. Right. Like, he's going to buy it for $50 million, and there must have been between Goldberg, Hulk, me, Nash, there had to be 30-some-plus million dollars with the contract that they had to settle with. Jamie Kilner said, we're canceling wrestling now after 27 years. Eric was like, please tell him, don't tell him he's going to cancel. Let me sell it to Fox first. But his ego wouldn't let him. By the way, Jim Kelly got fired like, pretty much immediately, after his, not too long after this deal went down. And they did not take the $50 million, plus had to pay all the, uh, the guaranteed contracts. Right. It's, like, it's like instead of selling your house for 400000 when you owe like three fifty, but you want 100000 you say, oh, I'm going to burn it down. I don't, I don't have insurance. What the hell? I'm just going to burn it down anyway. Right. Nash gave that example. I was like, God, dude, that's like exactly what it's like. And I didn't really, you know, I cared, but I didn't care because I knew I was going to WWF. And my, all my dreams, they all ended there. That was, I had to work at WrestleMania. Right. You know, I should have been manifesting, I got to work at WrestleMania on top. <laughs> you know, because I never thought was what would have happened would have happened because I'm the model employee. You know, I didn't think that, you know, when, I, when he, they came up with the idea of the, the stalker angle, I didn't like it at all. It didn't work for me. But the way Vince turned it, it sounded like it could. I want to do people's champion versus people's champion. Right. That's money. Me and Rock cutting promos against each other? Oh, my God. Me saying that that baby face heel, forget about it. Would have been huge. But I dropped the ball. When people say to me, What do you think with Vince Man trying to ruin your career? Vince Man didn't try to ruin my career. He doesn't try not to make money. Right. He just wanted to prove that he could reinvent me. And you can't. You can't reinvent Dusty Rhodes. You can't reinvent Ric Flair. You can't reinvent Hulk Hogan. You can't reinvent Diamond Dallas Page. I mean Kevin Nash was still diesel when he came in with Kevin Nash. That's what pissed him off so bad. Right. Razor Ramon was Scott Hall. Scott Hall was Razor Ramon. People knew. You know, so, I mean, that's why it got over so big. Hulk, when he went from black, from red and yellow to black, he's still the same guy. He just stopped saying, say your prayers, take your vitamins. <laughs> yeah, he went the other way. <laughs> Told yeah, but, but, but he was still the same guy. Right. You know, when I had to do the stalker thing, I was playing a part. And a lot of people loved it. To me, I think they're smoking crack. <laughs> you know, because I didn't really, you know, I, you, got, you got, as a heel, the baby face has to sell. And why would Taker sell, considering that's not his gimmick, and when you go after his wife? So that was like, I really didn't think that through. Do you think it would have fit better with somebody else, in other words, then? Absolutely. If I was talking like, if I was talking last, last wife, you know? But the bottom line is, you know, I thought to myself, like, Vince, are you looking at my wife? I mean, why would I stalk somebody else's? I mean, it's wrestling works. <laughs> wrestling works when it's believable, right? Sure. Like, you remember that match I had with Goldberg? Yeah. That was a classic. Dude, everybody, I mean, if you, were, if you didn't watch wrestling and you were watching that match, you'd be like, these guys really tried to, this is, is this real? <laughs> it's suspended belief. And that's what wrestling is all about. Right. Suspending belief. What the, you know, movies. That's what movies are about. Right, right. What, what's, your, what's your take on, on the business right now? I mean, how do you, how do you measure with the two big uh, with the two big companies? You think they're going in the right direction, or I, I don't watch enough to judge. You right. know, I just there's certain people I like that I like to watch. Uh, I, you know, I, I've always been a fan of Shawn Michaels. I think Shawn Michaels may go down as the best ever. You know, I, I really, I really believe that for, for the lineage that he has had over all the years. You know, uh, I've been able to do what he's done, and and do it the way he's done it. Uh, I think he may have to go down as the best ever. I mean, I even think better than Flair. I, he won't stick around like Flair did. Flair, Flair would have left at 44. Flair, you know, it'd be really tough between him and Flair. But you know, Flair kept going. <laughs> you know, and, and the people love him out there still. And some people are saying, please tell him to go away now. You know, no, that's um, a lot. But, you know, the people as a whole respect the Nancy boy. 
And I, I have no love loss with him, neither one of us for each other, but, you know, as Ric Flair and, and Dallas Page, but as, as, as a nature boy, I got a lot of respect for that character. And yeah, he just, that needs to be, you know, put in a package somewhere and go away and just, woo, once in a while. You know, just, he, he just looks bad doing it. Right. Now, what about TNA? Uh, where do you see them at? I mean, do you do you keep up with any of them at all? Or I I will watch uh, certain people. You know, Nash is one of my boys. I mean, he don't do a lot there, you know, but I, he's one of my boys, one of my closest friends forever. Right. But I, I'm a big fan of Samoa Joe. Yeah. Uh, big, a big fan of Christian. I mean, if, if it wasn't for working with Christian when I was in WWE, you could look at that WrestleMania match in WrestleMania 18 that me and Christian had with no heat on it at all. Second match we had the card. Uh, European title match, right? Absolutely, man. Yeah. And yep. we had the people in the palm of our hands. That was the night that Michael P.S.A. pulled me aside and said, you turn Vince around. He is going to go with you now. You know, uh, he, 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 he goes, I've never seen anybody turn Vince around like this. I mean, that was, that was, that's where I could show, hey, guess what? I'm 46 years old. I can still go. Right. You know, I've got to have someone going to go with me, though going to work with me and Christian did and uh, we had a hell of a match and then the next TV I, I almost broke my neck with Bobby Holly and that was my you know he, he almost knocked me out that's a classic story um, have you ever heard this story no tell us it was my last match with WWE was Bobby and I had a, had a really good match uh, maybe about a month before that so they wanted to put us together again right and during this thing we, we, uh, we come up with a little spot we were going to do and how we were going to get into the finish. At the end, I'd hit him with a diamond cutter and um, after we'd gone through it. and uh, we, we, get, we get to the corner, and I'm lighting him up at the corner, and I'm barely touching him. I throw a great punch. Like I ripped your head off, and it barely touched you. Right. And I threw him in a turnbuckle. Bobby is the opposite of that. <laughs> he ain't got the name Hardcore Holly for nothing. And when I came running into it, I thought his foot was all the way out, and he stiffed me at the last second and just whacked my neck. And my neck was so screwed up anyway that it's like it stunned me a little bit. And then normally someone goes to close behind me, I'm gone. I'm right. gone before they ever get there. But he got me. So now I get stunned with that. Now I'm knocked out. I'm, but I'm awake. But I'm out on my feet. And there's nothing scarier than looking up and seeing a red light. And you're thinking, uh-oh, I know I'm on TV. I'm in an arena somewhere. I have no idea where I am in this match. I don't know if I have five minutes left, ten, two, one. I don't know. And Bobby, I go, you got me with that one, dude. He picked me up and slammed me. And as he's going to cover me, I go, dude, I have no idea where I am. He goes, I'm going up the top. Stop me. Now, as he goes climbing up the top, I remember, oh, I'm going to dive on the ropes. He's going to nut shot him. I'm going to suplex him up the top. But I'm on Queer Street. You know, like, I'm like, oh. So I dive on the ropes. I come over to him. I hook him. I'm up to that second rope. I start to put my rope on the I put it on the top rope, but I went, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I got This guy's giving me his body. I got to lay him flat because that's the whole thing. We work snug, really snug at times, but we've got to take care of each other. Absolutely. And my whole goal was to lay Bobby flat. I wasn't thinking about me. I figured I just left flat because I'd done it so many times, but I didn't. I over-rotated and landed on the top of my shoulders, and I almost broke my neck. And when I came down... When I hit and it blew off of him, it was like jackknife and exploding. I heard him go, oh, I'm going, oh. And as I'm laying on the side, I'm going, God, please, please. I really thought, please move my fingers, move my fingers, move my toes. Because I'd been in that position one other time before, and I was scared. I was scared to death, man. And all of a sudden, my fingers started moving a little bit because I thought that shoot come down my arms from my fingers to my toes. I was like, oh, God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm hearing him, like, moaning. I'm thinking, what the hell is he bitching about? I know I laid him flat. And he goes, he goes, you hurt? And he goes, yeah, I go, let's go home. So bing, bang, boom. And we end with me hitting him with a diamond cutter. And, and I take, I, I point out to the crowd, the place goes crazy. I hold my neck. I can't move my head down. Oh, I get to the back. You know, we always talk after the match and thank each other, you know. And, and Bobby came up to me and goes, D, I'm so sorry I caught you with that boot. I was like, yeah, you know, it ain't checkers, dude. Screw it, you know. And he goes, but I know. And I'm sitting in the chair. I'm just like, I can feel my whole body becoming rigor mortis. 
And he goes, but I know I got you that clothesline. I'm sorry about that clothesline, man. I look at his bicep, which is about 19 inches. Right. And I can see my jaw print in his, like, right at the, it is where his elbow bends at the bottom of his bicep. He goes, I know I got you with that damn clothesline because I thought I tore my bicep. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, but you got me back. I said, how, how the hell did I get you back? By this time, all the boys are standing around. And he goes, when you hit me with that suplex off the top, I don't know what you did, but your foot came around and hit me so hard in the dick, I thought my dick was on fire. <laughs> Everybody just blew laughing. You know, I was like, well, okay, sorry. <laughs> you know, I'll survive. And I walked over to the trainer. I said, I got to go get an MRI tomorrow, bro. I go, I'm hurt. Right. And that's and what happened, I found I had three vertebrae that were all pushed up against my spinal cord. I had three um, uh, bone spurs that over the period of time, and that I did not tear that vertebrae, I should say tear that, that, that a spinal canal with that bump, knowing, and I've got a slow-mo nine different angles, that, that, that I did not tear it, and I'm not a quadriplegic like poor draws. It's a miracle. And, uh, you know, at that point, Vince would not let me come back and wrestle. And that's where I really started. When I retired, I, I, I put YRG to a different level. Right. And that's why I started writing the book, Yoga for Regular Guys. But I had planned on sending it out as Yoga for Regular Guys and branding it YRG, because if you read Yoga for Regular Guys, you'll see all the way through it, YRG, YRG, YRG. I was branding it right there, YRG, because it's all about how you adapt to the situation. And that's what I started to do. But my neck got so much stronger and so much more flexible that I thought when Nash called me up about doing the thing with DNA, I thought, you know what? I will go back for that run. I want to go back and show what I can still do at 49 years old right. or 48 years old. I think 48 to 49 I did that. And, uh, and I tore it down with Raven. I had some good matches there. It wasn't stuff I did when I was in my early 40s, but pretty damn good for a guy who's 49 years old. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think, but it was you think left in you at all for even one more match or – I, you know, I don't, I, right now I wouldn't even think about it because now that I, I know that my uh, my infomercial is going to be, uh, you know, it's, it, we're, we're right there. I know it's just like this. I am manifesting it to happen. I know it's going to happen. When everybody thought I was never going to be a top guy, I knew I was going to be a top guy. Right. I'm telling you guys right now that five years from right now, you, you'll be talking about it on one of your shows. And you'll say, <laughs> God, I heard DDP doing this or DDP doing that. It's going to dwarf what I did in wrestling. And for what I, what I was lucky enough, and I'm really blessed enough to have been able to achieve in professional wrestling, uh, it's going to be dwarfed by what happens with YRG because it isn't about just affecting people. You know, and, I, and I had some unbelievable magic moments as a professional wrestler, stories that people have told me, that, you know, how I moved them. But now I move them to action. Now, you know, when people say, who is, what is the, what is the um, Diamond Dallas Page brand now? And for anybody who knows Pat Croce, um, you know who Pat Croce is? No. Uh, the old Philadelphia 76ers coach. Well, he wasn't the coach. He was, he's the what guy. What's that? He, he, we know he was, a, he was, a, he was, he was the owner. He was the oh, the owner. Okay. He went from taping the ankles. He's a physical therapist. That's what he is. Right. And then they'll the business of you know he opened up businesses of physical therapy, but he went from taping the ankles of the seventy first to owning them. He is one of the coolest hippest cats I've ever met. He's also an inspirational speaker. So for anybody who knows who Pat Croce is, if they didn't tell him, I said that Diamond Dallas Page brand is Pat Croce meets Jack Mullane meets Ozzy Eppin Osborne. Now, and what that what that means is that I'm all about fitness, inspiration, and I'll throw an f bomb every once in a while, <laughs> you know, at the most inappropriate time or appropriate. You know, the, the, the bottom the bottom line is is that it's all about to me moving people to action. And once this infomercial comes out and I make it a reality, then it'll turn into its own. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's it's a natural. I've already had three different people approached me about uh, about uh, doing uh, a uh, reality show based on everything, but I can't do it until I do the infomercial. Right, because it out there. 
you get you got to have the infomercial out first because you know it's going to cost me millions to do the infomercial to get it up and going. A reality show costs a couple hundred grand. Right. Don't risk something this big on you know maybe bad planning. <laughs> everything's got to everything's got to work together. Right. You know, in my acting career, I'm still acting. You know, I just talked to Rob Zombie the other day, who by the way is still doing YRG. You know, still organic juicing. All the stuff that I took him through four years ago, he's still doing it. Anybody who, who's read the Yoga for Regular Guys book, Rob wrote the forward. And it oh. starts out, Yoga, give me an effing break. <laughs> but then he gets into how strong and how powerful it is for your body and your mind and how he calls me the, uh, the uh, well, I, got, I got that book right over here. It's such a classic thing. And I, I wanted to learn it because, it's such a classic quote that he gave to me. He said, uh, EDP is the new Jack Lane for the hardcore, cynical, regular guy. I'm too cool for that generation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote from Rob Zombie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh. But I talked to him about doing, he's doing a new movie, uh, uh, Biker Badass movie. Uh, oh. And uh, he goes, God, I don't even know how the hell I could cast you in that. And... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, you know, uh, he, he's the one who, who put me in, you know, Devil's Rejects. I didn't read for that. I mean, I was doing YRG with him. Right. And um, he was like, he, he knew back then, he said, this is going to be huge. I mean, he dug it right away. And um, he used to always say, they said, God, you look great, Rob. What are you doing? And, he, and even though he knew I called it a YRG, he said, I'm doing yoga. Just to see how people would say, they go, oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> and he say, I'm doing it with Diamond Dallas Page. I go, the wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't believe it, huh? Oh, God, it was classic. Steve Austin called me up the other day. He said, uh, he goes, kid, what are you doing? So I was getting my body worked on in Atlanta. Right. And he told me a story about him going to uh, dinner with Michael Clark Duncan. Uh-huh. And how, you know, what a great guy Michael is and... Blah blah blah, and he started talking about what you know what he uh, what he does uh, to work out. And Michael said, "Yeah, he still lifts weights, but you know he's gotten into yoga and he really loves it." Right. And he's going, "You're kidding?" He goes, "No, Steve, you got to try it." He goes, "Dude," he goes, "I've done it." He goes, "DDP." He goes, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, man, you got to talk to Diamond Dallas Page about it." Diamond Dallas, Diamond Dallas Page got his whole he came up with his own thing. He calls it YRG. He goes, "Diamond Dallas Page, get out!" He couldn't believe it. You know. <laughs> Classic man. Eventually, you got Steve a, Austin on board with the uh, YR. Well, no, see, Stevie, it's, it's for him. It's it's it, it, yeah, the one I I think I took him too hard with it, right. and I think that you know he. It's all about getting his heart rate up, right. and my gear is totally geared towards getting your heart rate up. But that day, for some reason, he was working so hard, he was sweating his ass off, could not get his heart rate up past 120. It was amazing. He was the first person I'd had the problem with. And, uh, you know, I just took it as a sign. All I know is he's pitching me, and I know eventually I'm, I'm going to get him. <laughs> eventually I'm going to get him. It's inevitable. Well, you know, it comes down to feeling good, you know. Absolutely. It comes down to, you know, to, to your body feeling good. He's definitely got his, his nagging injuries, I'm sure. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> 10 years younger than me, dude, and I'd rather be in my body. Really? Yeah. It's so young. He's going through a lot. That, 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 he had to do the neck operation. Yeah. Anytime you cut your neck and then you fuse it, ain't nothing natural about that. No way. You know, I mean, the guys who keep working, and Steve did. You know, I mean, whew, that's tough. I mean, you look at there's so many guys. How many guys have broken, fused necks out there that are wrestling right now? None, to my knowledge. None? I don't, I don't know of any... <laughs> I think that uh, you know didn't didn't one of the Hardys I know well maybe maybe Benoit retired I know Angle right. Angle's had his fuse Nash has had his Benoit fuse. have it Benoit uh, has his fuse uh, I think Rhino I know Rhino Rhino has. Rhino's had his fuse I'm saying there's a lot of guys out there still working right. you know and you can go but you know at some point in time your body you know you got to it just takes it's, it, it, we're all human beings. You know, and you, you, you've got to find a way to hold back the hands of time. Absolutely. Well, uh, I, I know we're getting close to the end here. Uh, tell everybody uh, one final time how they can get your uh, program. Uh, well, you, go to, you go to yrgworkout.com and 
pull up the store, and you can you can see a bunch of different stuff all in the brown. And go to go to uh, transformations and results to see some of the stories. Watch that video on YRGWorkout.com first about Arthur, the disabled veteran. So, Gary, before we leave, yeah, tell me what tell these people what are you going to do? Because when I got done talking to Arthur that day, he went on YouTube and he put a post that's from 2007, February 5th, and he said that he was going to stick with this eating plan and that he was going to uh, that he was going to uh, continue to do YRG and he actually made a commitment to do it, you know, every day. Right. What, what are you What are you going to commit to? What do you What do you, What's What's your goals? I want to I want to drop this. Uh, I'm 292 pounds and uh, I'm definitely ready to uh, get in shape, lose this what weight. What does that mean? And be healthy Specific. again. Specifically, what do you want? I want to live better. What do you want specifically? What do you want to lose? Start with that. I want to. I, I, I'd like to lose. Uh, I'd like to I'd lose like ninety-two to. pounds. How many? Ninety-two pounds. Ninety-two pounds. That's yeah. specific. Right. I'd like yeah. to. I am. And it's all. It's all how you envision what you say. When I tell you YRG is going to change the world, dude, I've already seen it in my head. When I was 35 years old and I told people I was going to become a wrestler, the first two guys I told was Michael P.S. Hayes and Jimmy Jam Garvin. We were about to walk out. I was managing them in Chattanooga, Tennessee. You know what they did? They fell down laughing. And I went, fuck you guys. I'm going to the ring. And later, it would take five, four, it would take six years later. Michael was at WWF and Creative at the time. Right. He called me up. I just happened to be home. And I picked up the phone. And he went, damn, son, son of a bitch. Damn. I go, Michael? Like, son of a goddamn. And he just, just cursed it. I go, dude, what's the matter? What's the matter? He goes, oh, man. He goes, you know when you want to call somebody, but you don't want them to answer the phone because you don't think they'll be there? I went, yeah. I go, do you want me to hang up so you can leave a message? He goes, nah, damn it. You're on the phone now. He goes, he goes I got to tell you, man. He goes, he goes, never. Never in my life have I been so proud to eat so much crow. I just had a match with Sting, and it was before I blew up. It was like in 96, early 96. Right. I just about doing that run. I was just about to do that run with Eddie. And I just put Sting over in Charlotte, and we went about 12 minutes, and the people were in it. And he called me up, and he said, all the boys are talking about you up here. He goes, you have made your statement. He goes, I'm so proud of you. You know, and that meant the world to me because Michael P.S. Hayes was, you know, I didn't really know his work. By the way, anybody who's listening, you want to get that WCCW, yeah, WCCW tape that the WWF just put out. Right. You're that story between, you know, the Von Erichs and P.S. and Jimmy Jam and all the guys that were there, I mean, that, Wow. It is one of the best. I just got off the phone with Johnny Ace. I said, bro, I, I, I want to see Dusty's. I want to see Superstars. I want to see Jake's. You know, eventually, I know eventually they're going to make one of me. You know, they're right. going to do that WCW stuff, and, you know, it'll be killer, you know. You still on good terms with WWE? I, I didn't leave on bad terms with anybody. They wanted me to stay to be a color commentator. Right. You've never heard, no one's ever heard me say one thing bad about anybody up there because, you know, that's not my style. Right, right. If, I, if I've got something bad to say, like I'm not saying anything about Flair that I wouldn't say right to his face. It's not like we don't know, we don't like each other. I do respect the nature boy. He does not respect Diamond Dallas Page. And how he couldn't is beyond me. <laughs> after, what I, after what I achieved in my career, that he couldn't at least respect Diamond Dallas Page. And I'll tell you how, where this comes from, the, the heat comes from. All right, yeah. He tried to hold me down for so long when I was coming up that when I blew up, you know, any guy who gets to screw the person who screws him takes it. I didn't. I, I just wanted the respect of the nature boy. And right. then when I came back from doing Ready to Rumble, they put me in that stupid angle with his son, who was a great kid, really good kid, David. But he couldn't work a lick. Now, his son, his brother, Reed, I know he's in a training camp right now. You watch him. I guarantee you he'll be able to work. You know, but David was thrown into a top spot right away that he wasn't ready for. And I went out there, and I could have eaten that kid alive, but I didn't. If you watch the match, it's watchable. Right. And when I walked through the curtain, Nate hugged his son and hugged me 
and thanked me and said, you are a man's man. Thank you so much. God bless you. I thought, wow, me and nature finally like, so cool. I mean, I got a picture of nature when he got his head shaved that one time right. and his son, Reed. They both got their hair shaved. <laughs> I got a picture with them and uh, with that because I was a mark for nature, but it's like everybody else. Sure. And then when he went and did his book and he buried me, at first it really pissed me off. Later on it hurt me, you know, because I thought, how could that guy, I thought, you know, what the fuck? But then again, he buried Mick Foley and buried Brett the Hitman Hart. So I thought, you know what, you're a pretty good company. (laughs) You'd be buried buried with two other guys that, you know, made their mark, so to speak. (laughs) Right, it wasn't like it was just all about you and a personal attack to you, so... Yeah, so it is. It was what it is, and like I'm not even mad at him anymore. But I'm just going to call a spade a spade, right? <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Absolutely. So the bottom line is, Gary, what are you going to what are you going to do? I'm going to lose 92 pounds. How? I'll tell you what. I want you to really think about this. You got my email. Yes, sir. I want you to um, <laughs> wait till you get the Own Your Life audiobook. Listen to it, like Arthur, that guy in the video. Right. He still got it in his car a year later. Still listens. Still listens to it because it's it's it's, it's a focal point. Repetition is the mother of learning. He could actually recite it, but just because that's the way he is, Dylan still listens to it. You know, it's, it's you find something that you click into. Right. You know, and if it's not me, maybe it's Tony Robbins. Maybe it's uh, you know, maybe it's um that guy uh Dr. Wayne Dwayne Dwyer. Maybe it's Zig Ziglar. I don't give a, I don't give a shit who it is. Whoever clicks for you, that's who you should listen. I thought personally think anybody who's involved in any kind of wrestling will get this. Sure. And my next one, Live Life at 90%, you definitely will as well. And it's always finding ways to inspire yourself because we're all human beings. We fall down. But it's not about how many times you fall down the counts. How many times you get back up. There you go. (laughs) It's about how many times you go, you know what? I fell down last night. I said, one time, I, said, I fell down and got a, you know, I fell down, I got a, fell off the wagon. I said, dude, you fell off the wagon. You had a concussion. You went into a coma. <laughs> you know, and now get back up and get on track. That's all. Absolutely. You know, don't, be so, don't be so hard on yourself, whoever it is. So when you get that and you got it down and you listen to it and you send me an email, you write me what you're going to do. And I'll give you a call, and I'll tell you how to do this eating plan if you want to go with that way. Or you can always just do calorie counting. You know, calorie counting, that's the slow way, but you know what? It works. If you eat, eat 4,000 calories <laughs> and you burn off 2,500, you're going to get fatter. Sure. If you eat 2,500 and you burn off 4,000, you're going to lose weight. <laughs> it's just mathematics. Very good. Thank you so much, and, and I, I personally will be in touch with you uh, shortly. And if you've got any listeners who want to jump on that bandwagon, they could be up there right with you, dude. The more people you have doing it with you, better. And one last thing that I'll tell you, if you yeah. go to the YRG workout site and you go to the forums, the blogs, there's a phenomenal support group there. People want to help you. So it's very cool. Listen, boys, it's been your pleasure. I'm out of here. That's right. Thank you. Appreciate it. See ya. See ya.